what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior. It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful. <clears throat> Excuse me, already. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Monday, December the 4th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 981 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the first birthday. Well, that's not true. It'll be our second birthday game of the month. As you know, we played on Friday. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, we've got a great show for you here today. Uh, there's a definite, how do I put it, a definite weight, a definite uh, sadness here today. Uh, and before I even tell you about who all is coming on the show today, uh, I just uh, we need to acknowledge we're going to talk about it throughout the show today too. That uh, we found out late Friday night, uh, actually uh, towards the end of uh, Kenston's game against Greenville Rose, it started uh, coming across social media and all that about uh, the passing of Jones Senior Athletic Director and uh, former football coach Greg Hampton. He passed away from a heart attack uh, Friday afternoon. And it's just been, uh, I feel so bad for my friends in Trenton, uh, for Dawn Kantz, for uh, just all, all, my, all my friends in Trenton and Jones County. Because you talk about a person, a man, uh, who touched so many lives in, uh, in, his, in his life, it was Greg Hampton. Uh, <laughs> my, my personal story, and I'll, I'll go ahead and get this out of the way, I'll probably say it again in our second hour because we've got a couple of guests that are going to be joining us here to uh, talk about uh, Coach Hampton, uh, one in the first hour, one in the second hour. But uh, I, I got to Eastern North Carolina, as you know, in 2002, and I uh, got to know Coach Hampton pretty quickly. Just a good guy, man. You talk about somebody wanted – Jones Senior football it just was in the abyss. There's no nice way to say it, man. Their football field – and listen, I've covered high school football since uh, 1992, and uh, I'm telling you – I have never seen a football. Keith Spence can uh, <laughs> can back me up on this too. Their football field when I first got here in '02 was I was about to say arguably. It's not even arguable. It was the worst football field I've ever seen. There were holes in it. Teams didn't want to come here to play because of how bad the facilities were and uh, just altogether, it was just a horrible program. Greg Hampton came in. Turned that program around, got them to a state championship game in 2011. Uh, won a lot of games, man, a lot of games. But that's not even his strength. I mean, just what a gentleman he was and how, how awesome. Greg Hampton was one of those guys that if you met him and it was just a brief meeting, maybe you just shook hands with him, you might get the feeling, good Lord, this guy is really gruff. Man, if you even scratch just one little bit under the surface, you found out, 
What a big heart this this uh I was about to say former Marine. I guess you're never uh ex Marine, I guess uh former Marine. He'd served a couple of decades uh in the US Marine Corps. I, I mean a big burly man, just an incredible person. I gotta tell you, I took over the Jones Post in uh two thousand five for the free press. I mean I, I was still doing my regular duties, but I took over the Jones Post. And so every week, every Monday, I got to go into Jones County and dig up stories. It was a weekly newspaper, as you know, Jones Post was. And uh, I got to go in uh, every week and uh, dig up stories and all that. But I also wrote a preview. Uh, the Jones Post had never done football before. So I was like, you know what? We're going to add a, a little sports section here to it, too. So got up with Coach Hampton and uh, just asked me, hey, can I come visit with you? We set up a time every week. I'd get to go and spend about an hour with him and preview, you know, look back at the previous week's game, preview the uh, upcoming game. And man, those were, that was a highlight of my week. I, like I said, that's starting about, I guess, 05, 06 in that range. And I'd go sit down in his, uh, in his field house or in his office and he'd break the blackboard out. And I mean, he taught me about football. I know I'll put on the, uh, on uh, Facebook when I found out the news of this, uh, that no one had taught me more. And that is the actual truth. Listen, I'd covered football, championship football up to that point when I was in Western North Carolina. And then when I came here to Eastern North Carolina, but no, and I'm not denigrating any coach or anything, but coach Hampton was the first one that really took the time to show me plays. And you know, Hey, if you see this, this is what's going to happen. That kind of thing. And we would sit there, and it was like a, I don't know, a crash course in high school football uh, with Coach Hampton. And he was always patient. And I know I ask stupid questions. I know who I am. But he was always patient with me. And uh, like I said, man, just gave the best handshakes and best hugs. It was just uh, one of the good guys, man. And uh, I'm going to miss my friend. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh uh, another one of those neat things, he and I, we shared the same birthday. Our birthday is January 12th, and uh, we shared the same birthday, and just just an incredible guy, man. Every time I saw him, and I got to admit, haven't seen him that much in the past few years, uh, working here for the radio station since I got away from uh, the newspaper and news news. We just really, I've not really gone into Jones County that much, but I'm telling you, every time I saw him, just a big old smile would break out on his face and we would just hug each other and talk for a while. And I don't know, man, I'm just, uh, it hit me pretty hard Friday night. I'm not going to lie to you. And, uh, kind of hit me pretty hard right now too. Just, uh, one of the good guys and, uh, just say a lot of prayers, man. Uh, I, the, the cool thing was on, if there is a cool thing about this whole thing was just, Social media was just amazing this weekend. Just, uh, I know Jason Barker went out there and uh, painted uh, "We Love You, Coach Hamp" out in front of the gym, and uh, everybody uh, has just been sharing their stories. I know it's a comfort to uh, to Coach Kantz and her family. So uh, when when I find out when the service is going to be to honor his memory, I, my gut is it's going it's got to be at Jones Senior High School. I mean, I'm sure they're going to do it in the gym or in, on the football field or whatever and can't wait uh for that to be able to honor the memory of my good friend but uh say if you're the praying kind and i know i got a lot of folks who listen to this who are the praying kind uh throw some prayers up there for uh, our good friend greg hampton i uh i love you coach and uh 
Uh, let's uh, tell you who's going to be on the show today here. Uh, we're going to have our regular Monday guest on first. He's the dean of ENC Sports Talk hosts and the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Why? It's Mark Panicelli. He'll be joining us uh, probably in uh, about 10 minutes or so. I was going to try to uh, blaze through my monologue and all that so we could get him up on here early uh, because we are at about 30 minutes or so in this first hour. Mark's going to still be on the line with us on our Spence Automotive guest line with us. We're going to be joined by former Jones senior football coach John Davis. He was one of uh, Coach Hamp's best friends uh, and fellow coaches at Jones senior. In fact, I mean, they were pretty inseparable there for several years. And um, uh, we're going to talk to Coach Davis and just get some of his favorite memories of Coach Hampton. And uh, we'll do that here in our first hour. Our second hour is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to kick off the second hour with a visit. From uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore Guard Ashanti Lynch. Uh, all, all these will be on the Spence Automotive guest line today. But uh, she'll be joining us uh, on the phone. Ashanti and uh, her uh, Hawks. That's right. She's former North Lenore Hawk. But her Maryland Eastern Shore team, they are the Hawks too. They are visiting Greenville tonight to take on the ECU Pirates. That game is going to be at approximately 6.30 p.m. today. Or it's going to be basically right after the uh, the Maryland Eastern Shore ECU men's game, which is set to start at 4 o'clock today. And I'll tell you what's going to be really neat, too. been messaging with Howard Woolley this morning, uh, the head basketball coach at North Lenore. He's taken the entire North Lenore girls basketball team to uh, the ECU game tonight to, uh, to see Ashanti. I can't wait. Yes, I will get a good picture of that. I'll post it up on social media. And uh, get that out there for all of us to be able to celebrate. But uh, like I said, Ashanti, uh, she visited with us last year before UM, UMES played against ECU. And uh, she'll be doing it again tonight, or today, I'm sorry. Uh, like I said, as we uh, kick off our 8 o'clock hour, uh, that's going to be neat. And then about 15 minutes or so into the second hour, uh, right after we get off the phone with Ashanti, we'll be calling uh, our good friend, our old friend and former Jones Senior basketball coach, principal. He's currently the principal at CBA Cock, uh, Todd Morgan. He's going to be uh, joining us uh, on the Spence Automotive guest line also uh, for his thoughts about Coach Hampton. I know he uh, just adored him too and uh, was was the basketball coach while Coach Hamp was there and then was his principal too. So pretty unique perspective for uh, Coach Morgan there. So there you go. Uh, Mark Panicelli, John Davis in our first hour, Ashanti Lynch, Todd Morgan in our second hour. <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, LCC men's basketball were, was off this weekend. They are six and two overall. They are back at home on Wednesday at six o'clock. They'll take on Sand Hills community college, and then they'll be home again on Saturday at three when they take on Catawba Valley. I know, uh, Jacques Passleg and I are going to be out there. I think Scott Whittington's going to be out there. Mike Martin, we're going to try to get him out there too. So, uh, let's get out there and let's support the LCC men's basketball team. And I tell you what, while, we are talking about LCC and uh, their their uh, just renaissance or just the, the comeback in basketball that they've had this year. Like I said, six and two. Let me tell you about Lenore Community College. Uh, they've helped men and women in our area for more than 65 years uh, tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South. 
but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. And again, uh, thank you so much to our good friends at LCC. I know Linda was out there all weekend uh, uh, as part of the holiday show before white christmas she had a lot of fun out there we saw a lot of our friends uh i I was out there saturday i got to see white christmas and help her out a little bit and i saw a lot of folks out there and i tell you while we're talking about lcc let me tell you white christmas it was amazing uh just a great job all around uh you know we had uh crystal uh oh my gosh I'm, i'm blitzed on her name uh what was her name crystal gaskins was here on the show on uh tuesday to preview it along with jessica cruz and katherine pearson they uh that was just for the first weekend of shows guess what we've got another weekend of shows coming up uh and then on thursday here on the show on thursday we're gonna have art rembert he's one of the stars of uh white christmas uh he was also uh part of their christmas show last year too and saw him last night at belk and as they uh did a little uh performance uh, for, uh, I, I guess Belk was having a, Hey, I spent a lot of money there last night. I should know, uh, Belk had a, a little, uh, Christmas show last night, uh, had a, uh, a fashion show with some doctors from UNC Lenore healthcare, including Dr. Pradeep. That was pretty cool. Dimitri Thomas out there too. It was uh, a fun time. Good time last night out at, uh, Belk. But, uh, again, uh, Crystal Gaskins was out there. She's one of the stars of White Christmas, and she was on the show here last week. And then, like I said, coming up this Thursday, uh, Art Rembert's going to be joining us from White Christmas. Go out there. I'm telling you, very entertaining. It just blows my mind again. I know we say this all the time, but it's the absolute truth. So much talent here in uh, Kinston and Lenore County and Eastern North Carolina, which is where all these actors and singers and dancers and everybody came from for uh, the show. But it's, it's this Friday at 7 o'clock, uh, Saturday at 2 p.m., Sunday at 2 p.m. Go to uh, lenorecc.edu backslash white Christmas. You can get your tickets there, and it behooves you to go ahead and get your tickets online because you save $5 if you buy them at the door. They're $20 for uh, the general seats like uh, where, where Linda and I sat and had a good time on Saturday. Uh, but they're five dollars more if you buy them on uh, if you buy them in person. So buy them, you know, get them online. Uh, let's get you. I'm going to try to blow through all this because I really need to get uh, Mark Panicelli up here so we can get John Davis up later. So I uh, told you about LCC. How about the ECU men's basketball team? Uh, they were off this weekend. They play today at four against Maryland Eastern Shore. I'll be. The, it's going to be neat. I got to tell you, got to be a little bit selfish here for a second. I get to be a fan. For, uh, for the men's game, which is going to be fun against Maryland Eastern Shore, and then turn around and get to do the PA for the women's game tonight. And then, like I said, get to see uh, our good friends from North Lenore, get to see Ashante Lynch from uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, former North Lenore star. It's just going to be a lot of fun tonight. How I got to mention this, man. How about UNCW? They go to ECU last week on uh, Thursday, lose against ECU, and then turn around, go to Kentucky, and beat Kentucky uh, over the weekend. Congratulations to my Seahawks my Seahawk friends. Uh, heck, uh, Chris Hatcher, uh, UNCW alum. Uh, just all my UNCW friends. I don't have a whole lot of you, but uh, congratulations. What a big win for them. Uh, the ECU women's basketball team, they beat Coppin State 
59 to 51 Saturday. And as I've said a couple of times, they're going to be home today. Uh, I keep saying 630 and that's what time is listed. It'll be around 630, maybe a little bit later after uh, they finish uh, the men's game there today. And again, you'll get to see Ashanti Lynch and UMES tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, The ECU volleyball team uh, who made it to the national uh, volleyball invitational tournament they were uh, they won on Friday night. They swept the Citadel uh, three to nothing. But then they were swept themselves by Georgia Southern Saturday night. Uh, but listen, great season for the Pirates this year. I had the opportunity to do a few of their games this year as uh, public address. Had a good time. The Pirates finished twenty one and eleven this season. One of the best seasons in recent memory. Uh, listen, I, we're going to talk college football playoff decision with uh, with Mark Panicelli here in a few moments. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, the NBA end season quarterfinals begin today. The Boston Celtics are at the Indiana Pacers. That game's at 7.30 tonight. Uh, then uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, they are at Sacramento tonight at 10. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to do my best to try to stay up and watch some of that game. Definitely going to record it. Uh, but, uh, you know, somebody has to get up early every morning uh, to do this show. So I'm going to do my best to stay up and watch that. But we'll see. And then tomorrow, the Knicks are at the Bucks uh, in the early game in the quarterfinals, and the Suns at the Lakers. So there you go. Uh, high school basketball, man, it was busy Friday night. Uh, Kinston, uh, their boys are two and two after beating Greenville Rose on Friday, seventy-three to fifty-seven. But they lost in the Good Guys versus Cancer finale in the Outer Banks at First Flight, fifty-eight to fifty-five Saturday night. So, like I said, uh, the Vikings are now two and two. The girls are also two and two. They beat. Rose 41 to 39 Friday night. Now both teams play at Rose again. That'll be Tuesday, tomorrow night. And then they're at West Carteret on Friday night. So I expect to be getting a game report there from uh, Greg Clemens from the uh, Kinston at West Carteret game Friday night. Mr. Clemens, you're on the clock. Uh, North Lenora, their boys dropped to one and two after a 61 to 55 loss at home versus Green Central Friday. The girls lost their first game of the season. Howard Woolley and the girls, they lost their first game 58-38 versus Green Central. Uh, the Hawks, both teams are at News Charter Tuesday. They're at Southwest Edge come Wednesday and then at Green Central Friday. So three road games for the North and North Hawks this week. South and North, the boys fell to 1-4 and four with an 80-58 to 58 loss at Aiden Grifton on Friday night. Uh, the girls, though, they won their second game of the year. The South North girls did with a 53-31 to 31 win against the Chargers. Now, the South North girls are at Jacksonville tonight, uh, just in a single game there. Then both South North teams will be at Dixon Wednesday and then home versus Aiden Grifton on Friday. Parrot Academy uh, played, uh, listen, I was talking to Clay Harrell yesterday. Uh, he came over and watched some football with us over here. Man, had a good time uh, some of my boys, uh, Coach Harrell was here, and uh, well, Ricky Whaley, Jacques Passeleg, Mickey Weatherington, uh, Scott was here. Just had a really good time yesterday watching some football, but I had a chance to talk to Clay Harrell about this game that took place uh, Friday night. And man, they played the best team in the state of North Carolina, uh, or in their division at least, Parrot Academy did. They lost 64-21 to to Fayetteville Academy. That is a top team in the NCISAA. Coastal Plain 2A, the girls. Uh, they're also, they also lost. They still are winless at 0-4, the Parrot Academy girls are, but a close 31-30 loss to Fayetteville on Friday. Now, both Patriots teams are home versus Pungo Christian tomorrow night, Tuesday night. 
Then they're home versus Wilson Christian on Thursday. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy was off this weekend. They return to action tomorrow night. They'll take on Beargrass Charter. Uh, Green Central, you heard us talking about what they did against North and North. They swept North and North. Both teams are now 1-3. and three. Uh, there's only one game for the Rams this week. They'll host North Lenore on Friday. Aiden Grifton, uh, perfect. You know, and I've said it now. This is going to be my third or fourth time. We're going to get the Aiden Grifton boys coach up here on the show with us this week. I'm going to do my best to get him up here this week. They are still perfect. They are 4-0 and after beating South Lenore 80-58 to on Friday. The uh, Charger girls are still uh, winless. They're 0-4 after that uh, loss to the Blue Devils. Now, the Chargers are at at Eastern Wayne Wednesday, and then at South Lenore on Friday. And then Jones Sr., uh, their boys improved to 4-1 and one with a 69-37 to 37 win at Union on Friday. The girls, however, are now 1-4. They lost 51-24. to 24. Both Jones Sr. teams are at North Duplin Tuesday, and then they're uh, home versus Union on Thursday. Let's get you some uh, hometown hero. Updates here, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. They are now 11-10 and 10, uh, going into the midseason quarterfinals. Uh, uh, they uh, won Friday night, 121-106. to 106. Uh, Brandon had 14 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, and 1 steal in that win. And uh, then Saturday, they lost at Chicago, 124-118. to 118. Brandon had uh, 23 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals in that game on uh, on Saturday. Like I said, they play tonight at 10.30 in the quarterfinals of the end-season tournament, and uh, we'll be pulling hard for them. Reggie Bullock, Jr., and the Houston Rockets lost at the Lakers Saturday, 107-97. Uh, Reggie DNP'd. Uh, coach's decision, they are off now until a week from today. Uh, Damian Dunn and the sixth-ranked Houston Cougars, they are now 8-0 after beating Xavier 66-60 on Saturday. Uh, Double D came off the bench. He had three points, two rebounds, and 14 minutes in the win. Now, they are home versus Rice on Wednesday and then home versus Jackson State on Saturday. Dontrez Styles in Georgetown. Good Lord, probably the toughest loss of the weekend for any team. And uh, well, other than Florida State getting shut out of the CFP, uh, the second toughest loss was uh, was Trez and Georgetown Hoyas. They're now 5-3 and three after losing 84-83 to 83 to TCU on Saturday. The referees didn't see uh, the TCU player step out of bounds before he hit the game winner. And, uh, man, just uh, if you've got instant replay, that's a, that's a conversation for another day, but just a tough, tough, tough loss for Trez and Georgetown. But Trez had 18 points, six rebounds, and a steal and a block. Uh, they are now off until Saturday. They'll play Syracuse at home, and that game will be at 11.30 a.m. on Fox. So we'll be able to see Trez on national television on uh, Saturday. Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, uh, they evened their record back at 500 at 4-4 four and four after beating Alabama A&M 78-59 on Saturday. They are home versus San Francisco Wednesday, and then they won't play again for about 10 more days after that when they'll uh, be at home versus Texas Tech. Uh, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State, they were off this weekend, uh, but they are 5-3. and three. They play at Bluefield State University this Thursday. Uh, we've told you a lot about Ashanti. We'll talk about her in the second hour or two. And uh, I did want to give you an update. I talked about Mirror Mirror Moore last week, and that was one of the neat things as uh, <laughs> as uh, I was telling you, I, he didn't dress for the game that I was at a couple of weeks ago. And uh, now I know why he is out with an injury right now. I want to thank Coach Clay Harrell for that update too. 
Uh, Dante Ellis of uh, Kenson and uh, Pitt Community College will give you an update on him tomorrow. Hey, uh, let me thank uh, Spence Automotive, man. Uh, Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. Hey, I got to tell you this real quick. Greg Clement said uh, uh, he'll give me an update from Kenson West Carteret, but he will be pulling hard for Kenston because his loyalty is with the mighty, mighty Mariners of East Carteret. I can appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Clemens, for that. But let me tell you about Spence Automotive. That is uh, – it's where I get my car service. I'm telling you guys, it's where absolutely you need to go to. Uh, located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned and operated by uh, local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-6. Well, that's not good, Panicelli. Let's try this again here. Uh, (laughs) Spence Automotive is uh, open, like I said, Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Give him a call at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires and tell him. The Brian Hanks show sent you uh, very, I tell you what was fun. I told you about having a uh, Spence and Ricky Whaley here yesterday. Uh, just them going down memory lane and uh, just talking about all the stuff they've seen through the years. I got some good uh, Kenston Eagles and Kenston Indian stories from them too. And it was just, uh, it was like going down memory lane. You know, it's like when I talk to another fellow old man, like uh, Mark Panicelli. <laughs> hey, uh, how you doing? My friend. Uh. <laughs> I'm doing well. I used to have a Kinston Eagles uh, jersey when I was a kid. One of those, uh, what do you call it, uh, stadium giveaways. Yeah. I used to love that, man. I wore that thing all the time. Can Mark Panicelli still fit in that? <laughs> no, no. I, I don't even have that anymore. So I tell you what, it'd probably, probably be got, worth something now, to tell you the truth, dude. It might. It probably, look, in my family, it probably got passed down to some cousin. Some younger cousin, you know, that's what they do with yeah. your clothes. And in my generation, you kids wouldn't know anything about the hand-me-down generation. Since we're going to talk like old men here. Oh, so. heck, why not, man? Tell you what, <laughs> uh, so much to talk about. Uh, I, mean, I do need to ask you, and I'm not sure you ever did with your sphere of influence being mostly in, uh, you know, the Greenville and New Bern, Vanceboro, Craven County area, but did you ever get a chance to meet Coach Hampton from, uh, from Jones Sr.? You know, um, only on the telephone a couple of times. Um, I never had a chance to go and see him practice or or anything like that. But uh, I've had him on as a guest uh, a handful of times. Um, But, no, didn't get to know him like you did. And I did get to hear a little piece of the earlier part of your show when you were talking about uh, working for the weekly paper in Jones County. And so – uh, didn't get to get, have that sort of uh, relationship with Coach Hampton, but you know, I, I from from my perspective, one of the things that I could always think and admire of uh, what little that I was able to know was his dedication to Jones County. Whereas I think there certainly probably could have been opportunities to go elsewhere or do something else. And, uh, you know, your experience with Jones County, too, over the years is, you know, it's hard to believe how, you know, such a small county it is. And it's almost like the forgotten county in eastern North Carolina. Um, 
And, and I almost feel, uh, and I know this is unrelated that it's just, uh, ever since they put in that big bypass, it feels like you just, you go, you, you would blink sometimes and go through Jones County in the past. And now you just don't even notice it, but it's such a great tight knit community. Um, and the people that live there love it there. And Greg Hampton had, was so, like I said, so dedicated to that, uh, to that community. And I think that that's commendable. Whereas I think it was, it is, as I said, kind of the forgotten county and the forgotten community. Oftentimes we're always talking about the happenings in Craven or Pitt or Lenore counties, uh, and, um, so many wonderful people and great, uh, wonderful stories. And, uh, you know, as I said, I know a lot of people, even beyond Jones County, that Coach Hampton's been able to uh, touch, uh, certainly mourn his loss. But uh, that's certainly something I always thought was so admirable about him was his, you know, he was dedicated to continually, uh, to, to, you know, to committed to Jones County. And, uh, and I think that's uh, commendable to, to as, so, as someone who's, you know, grew up in a small town, loved the small town of Eastern North Carolina. I, I did commend, I, I did, was always uh, thought a lot of Greg Hampton for his dedication to Jones County. Yeah. And, uh, dude, beautiful. That, I couldn't put it any better than the way you did right there. I mean, an amazing thing about him, too. A Pennsylvania native who, uh, again, was a Marine uh, down in that neck of the woods at Camp Lejeune. And, you know, I don't even know the whole story. I don't even remember the whole story of how he even ended up over at uh, Jones Senior. I don't know if it may, you know, vaguely. And we're going to have John Davis up here on the line with us here in a moment. If another former Marine and good friend of uh, Greg Hampton. You and I are going to be talking to him here in a few minutes. In fact, in just a couple of minutes. And uh, I, I honestly, I don't remember the story of how he ended up uh at jones senior other than maybe they just you know maybe he read an ad or something and ended up over there i think is uh how it and then ended up spending the next 20 years there as a football coach and as uh the athletics director and everything there too i tell you what uh can i put you on hold here for a second mark absolutely and then and just to tease us too to let everybody know once we get off the phone with uh, coach davis uh and we're not going to have him very long probably five seven minutes something like that then uh, you and I will launch into, uh, man, the college football playoff, which I, I don't know if I've ever seen an instant instance of somebody getting something wrong the way that that committee did. But uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll get some NFL talk in. But uh, I do appreciate you ceding some of your time here, uh, Mark, to uh, us being able to talk because this was the only time Coach Davis could get up with us today. So I do appreciate that, okay? Absolutely. I tell you what, uh, so we are going to uh, put uh, Panicelli here on hold and uh, then call. Here, uh, we're going to call uh, Coach Davis. Coach, you reached the phone number of Coach John S. Davis Sr. Please leave a message, and I get back with you at my earliest convenience. Okay, well, man, it's been a morning of that so far. Uh, let's try this again here. And uh, as we uh, try to get uh, Mark, uh, I got uh, like I did with you the first time this morning. I got his voicemail. You know the deal. You and I were Lone Rangers here in the studio. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> well, in fact, I think he is trying to uh, call me back right now. Here we go. Hold on. 
Uh, da, 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 hold and accept. Uh, Coach Davis, are you there, sir? Yes, sir, I am. Uh, very good. Hold on one second. We're going to merge uh, calls here. I've got uh, Mark Panicelli on from uh, 252 ESPN uh, in New Bern and in Greenville. So he's joining us, too. I think he might have a question or two for you as we uh, talk to you here in the next couple minutes. Okay, sir? Hey, not a problem, man. Not a problem. Okay. Well, Coach, How you been? I've been all right. I've been doing pretty good. Just like you, I'm sure, have just been <laughs> uh, been mourning our, our good friend. And I know he was such a good friend to you. And, I mean, there was, this, there was that period, what, for about 10, 12, heck, maybe even longer than that, 10, 12, 15 years, where if you saw Coach Hamp, you saw Coach Davis. If you saw Coach Davis, you saw Coach Hamp. I mean, uh, I guess the easy question for me first uh, is just, hey, what did that man mean to you, Coach Davis? Man, I can't explain it, man. You know, we were like a flip side of a coin. You know, heads and tails. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, one, the other one went too far away. Man, I, mean, I, just, he just, I just love the man, you know. <laughs> I, I got to ask you this. When, when you found out, when you got the news Friday about his uh, about his passing, uh, what goes through your mind there, Coach? Disbelief. <laughs> I always figured I would go before him. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell me about, uh, y'all, tell me about y'all's relationship. Uh, did you now? Did y'all know each other in the Marines, or how, how did how did you guys become such good friends? Uh, on the All Marine football team. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was over here uh, at June, and he was over on the air station. But the our Marine team was over at the air station. And so, you know, the, who up the head coach was picking players. And I was one of the linebackers that, that he had picked. And, and Hamp didn't know me at the time. So I had to I had to practice over here on, on Lejeune, and then I had to try to make the practice over at the air station. So I had two practices where they only had one. And I will always show up a little bit late. <laughs> Practice be started by the time I got to the air station, and I come running across the <laughs> come running across the practice field with my pants on, and happens to just joke me all the time. <laughs> and so that's how that's how we got to know one another. That is awesome, Panicelli. Jump in, dude. Man, that's some dedication to football. He's willing <laughs> to put in that. That's two a days of a whole different variety, right there, man. Two. Two practices in the same day. We were talking um, about uh, about uh, Coach Hampton's dedication to Jones County. Why do you think, um, you know, in your estimation, why, again, were uh, so many people, as I said, have, you know, sort of moved on and moved away from Jones County. It's, it's still a great community. But uh, talk to me about his dedication to uh, Jones County. Well, if you think about if you think about Coach Hampton, he's like a pit bull on a bone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, once hey, once he bite into something and he's behind it, it's hard to get him away from it. Now, how and, did, and no, he, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> and the love that he had for them kids at Jones County, man, was immensely large. Well, I got to ask, and that's one of the things Mark and I were talking about right before we pulled you up on the, the line here, Coach, was how did you guys – I mean, I know you were, you know, both with the Marines and all that, but how did Coach Hamp – how did you get involved with uh, Jones Sr., which is not exactly, you know, in Onslow County. How did you guys get involved with the Trojans over at Jones Sr.? Well, I had got a phone call 
from somebody saying that it, it was uh, Coach Davis, and we were both with the Raiders at that time. Uh, and somebody had called me and said, hey, you know, Coach Al Hobbs is stepping down from the football team, and they're looking for a coach. And won't you give them a call? I said, well, no, nah, well, not me. I had the, and Hamp was working over with the, with the Jacksonville Cardinals at the time. I said, well, you know, I'm not in the high school system, but I got a friend that is. And I will give him a call and see what he'd be interested in uh, interviewing for the job. And so I, I called Hemp, and Hemp went over, and, and by and by, <laughs> we ended up at uh, Jones Senior. I said, if you get a job, I'll go with you. And that's how we ended up there. Well, this is what I was telling people in my monologue earlier, Coach. People don't and, – and nothing against the, the previous administration that was there at Jones Senior, but – I made the comment, and you I'd love for you to back me up here if you want to, Coach. I'd never seen a field in as bad condition as the one that you guys took over when uh, when you guys took over the program at Jones Senior. And, again, I'm not denigrating anybody, Coach. It's just things are as they are. But for you guys to take over a program that I don't even remember had a long losing streak and there weren't a lot of people interested in the program, y'all took it over, and you turned that into a winner. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't say overnight because it took a, took a couple of years, but you improved that field. It ended up within three or four years of becoming one of the best manicured, one of the best fields in, in my opinion, in Eastern North Carolina. It just, it, I guess, speak to what you and Coach Hamp did of uh, of turning that program around. And I'm not talking about just getting players out to play and going to a state championship game and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, even the micro stuff of rebuilding a field and getting fans back in support of Jones senior coach. Well, we, we, we went in and it was like a 10 step program that we, we went in with and, you know, because me and half at the time we was coaching uh, the semi pro team. And, and by the time we got them turned around, we were going into Jones, we were going into Jones County. I say, no, when we went in and looked at it, I said, man, there's some things that just got to be changed. And, and me and him would always sit down and see what we were going to do next. You know, we'll, we'll set it out, you know. Uh, we'll write it down, what we're going to change. So, yeah, we're going to work on the field. We're going to do this and we have to do that. And those are one of the things that, that, that we did. And every time we get one accomplished, we scratch it off and we go to the next one. I remember talking to an opposing coach one time uh, before you guys got there, coach, and they were talking about they were going to cancel their. I guess they had. Well, I don't even want to tell say who it was, but they had a contract with Jones Senior in football. I guess one of your two year contracts. They had uh, played at Jones Senior one of the games, and of course, you know, going back to their place, and they're like, "We're not going to go there. We're, we we cannot play there anymore because we ended up getting a couple of sprained ankles running out there on the field." It was just amazing, just the work that uh, Coach Hampton did, that you did, and uh, your assistant coaches too, and uh, the the people just to get that field ready again. But uh, another question here about Coach Hamp, uh, and again, uh, very very blessed to have John Davis on the line with us here, uh, former. Uh, Jones Senior head football coach, uh, assistant coach for several years also to the great Greg Hampton, who passed away on Friday. Hey, share a story or two about him, Coach. Uh, just That's what I want to do this morning is just uh, remember the good times uh, with Coach Hamp. I shared some of my memories earlier. I'd love to give you that opportunity here, sir. Just uh, uh, share share one of your favorite memories or a couple of your favorite memories of him, sir. Oh, one of my favorite memories is the first time that I got a chance to meet Greg Hampton. I was over on Lejeune 
and Ace Engineers, and Hamp was over on the air station. So pretty much the All Marine team was over on the air station. But, you know, they wouldn't let me quit my unit team on, on the, on, over on the June, so I had to play football at my unit. And then I would have to try to make it over to the air station to be able to make practice. And every day I would come running across the practice field late. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things Hemp would always think, ah, oh, here come Davis, he's late again. <laughs> yeah, and that was our joke, man. He, hey, Davis could never make practice on time. Uh, I would have loved to have seen you play because I, I, I think I, I know I've shared this story a couple of times in print, but Panicelli, I don't think I've ever told you this before. And I'm talking about coach Davis right now. Uh, I don't know if you've met him Panicelli, but uh, you talk about a tough dude, man. Coach Davis is another one of those tough Marine dudes. He would take you coach. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, before, uh, this one, you were the head. I, maybe you were still an assistant coach at that time. But the Jones Senior Trojans would run out on the field. Coach Davis is just, I got to tell you, my 30-some years of covering uh, high school football, I don't think, I know I've never, you know what I'm getting ready to say, Coach. But uh, <laughs> Panicelli, he would grab the kids' face mask and headbutt them, okay? Now, I'm Ooh. not talking about he had a helmet on. He's got just his noggin, and he's headbutting kids, and they're walking away kind of dazed. And, and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life, Panicelli. Wow. I mean, uh, <laughs> you've got to love that. You know, um, you want, you know, and and that was great. That, uh, you know, that was great. I think, um, you know, there was this great reverence, and I wouldn't say fear, but um, when it comes to coaches, I mean, I think uh, uh, any kid that played football, they'll tell you these great stories of uh, that, that wild uh, assistant coach that really got you going. <laughs> um, you know, a couple of mine come to mind. I remember uh, uh, Coach Caprera at West Craven used to, used to challenge everybody who could whoop him uh, on the first day of practice, you know, those kind of things. I, I, I love that. I love that kind of story. So, uh, Coach, I wanted to ask you, was there any memories about, uh, um, and I, I'm, I, I'm going to blank on the year from the 07 or 08, but the state championship year was with Covert Frost. Any great memories of that team? Oh, man. we Every day was a, is a memory. Man, and uh, I think, what do we call that team? Uh, yeah, they was eleven. <laughs> you know, well, it was like that. It was like the Iron Eleven. Yeah, something like that. He yeah. <laughs> had had a name for them, and and they would live up to that name, man. And every day we go to practice, man. And uh, either myself or Hamp would give would give them a speech, man. Like nobody believes in us. The only people that believed in us are standing right here, right now. <laughs> And man, those guys man will give it their all. <laughs> I'm telling you, that it's just such that was great. A great year. Oh yeah, you're right. It's such great memories. I believe. Well, I think it was 2011, wasn't it, Coach? Yeah, I think it was 24 strong. Is what we said it was. 24 yeah. strong. And I, I just remember, uh, just all year you would, you know, all season, and then even in the playoffs, all five games in the playoffs when y'all went to the state championship game, you guys had like you said, twenty three, twenty four players. You look over on the other side of the field, and there would be fifty players that you guys would be playing against. But it didn't matter, did it, Coach? No, sir, it did not. I love it. Listen, final five. Eleven better than nine ever. Well, I just, I, just the. 
the loss of such a great man. Uh, I, I know this is painful to you too, coach. I appreciate you joining uh, Mark and I this morning. And I just, I had to have you on, sir. I just, I absolutely. And I hate that the first time you're coming on the show with, with me is, uh, to talk about the loss. Let's, let, let's get together another time here soon, coach. Okay. Hey, yeah, let's, let, let's do that, man. And I appreciate you guys, man. And, uh, Greg Hampton was a, he's a great man. And he was a great man to those kids at Jones County. And he will surely be missed. He absolutely will. Listen, uh, Coach Davis, I appreciate you. I know Mark does too. Thank you so much for getting up with us this morning to uh, to talk about uh, the great Greg Hampton. Okay, sir? As always, man, God bless you guys, man, and y'all take care of yourself. You too, Coach. Uh, thank you so much. Mark, uh, I, I don't even know how we uh, segue from, uh, you know, from a, a very sad you know, a uh, situation like that with uh, losing Greg Hampton, and I'm telling you, it swept all through uh, Lenore County uh, Friday night when we were, uh, you know, when the news broke. And I, like I said, I was at the Kinston game, and all the, I mean, Diesel, uh, the head football coach over at Kinston High School, he was in shock. Perry Tindall was in shock. Uh, I just, I didn't know if you had heard anything in your neck of the woods in Craven County. Um, no, just, you know, after the fact, I uh, saw the news, you know, of the weekend, and and, uh, and again, it's one of those moments where, as I said, I didn't get the opportunity to know him on a on a different level, and I'd never covered Jones Senior uh, in depth, just sort of paying attention to them over the years. And so, uh, but uh, uh, obviously, you know, a tough day, and, and a man that will be missed by, um, by you know uh, his his colleagues and his, the former students and. Um, and, and, and loved ones. And, uh, and like I said, good to take a moment to, to share some, uh, some great memories with him, with, uh, with coach Davis, uh, man, Marine Corps football, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. I've been around a lot <laughs> of tough football coaches. And I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, Jay Wilson at green central diesel, of course, over at, uh, Kenston high and, uh, when I was Western North Carolina, met some uh, pretty tough coaches. I'm telling you this right now, uh, Mark, and this is this is not hyper, not hyperbole. Greg Hampton and John Davis were the the two toughest mofos I've ever met, man. And I mean that. I mean they were uh, they were they were tough dudes, man. And again, and you could hear it when you were listening to Coach Davis there. I mean he such a nice guy too. I mean, but if you met him in person, I mean he's probably I don't know six two six three. I mean, uh, Bill, you would want him on your side if you were in a fight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's that guy. The minute, I, the minute I saw him headbutt a helmet, <laughs> I'm totally like, we need him on our side. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, uh, two two great men, and I just my heart is just broken. That, but anyway, tell you what, like I said, I don't know how we segue from that into a college football playoff, but we're going to try to do it here uh, Saturday, dude. Or I'm I'm sorry, not Saturday. Yesterday morning, uh, or at noon yesterday when they make the announcement, I know I had put out there who I thought the four should be. And I had, uh, of course, Michigan and Washington and uh, and uh, Texas. I thought they should really be in. But then I thought Florida State should be the fourth. I just – your reaction, man, when it comes across and it's Alabama is as the fourth team, uh, what, what's going through uh, Panicelli's mind when that happens? Well, first off, um, to all the people who said we don't need a great big playoff, because we won't have these great arguments. Um, I want to remind everybody that this is the first time 
that we've really ever had this kind of debate. It has been such a boring. We knew who the four teams were going to be almost before the four teams were announced through most of this. That I was actually excited that we actually had something to talk about. That there was somebody we knew at noon that somebody was going to be really unhappy in a couple of minutes. We didn't know who, but we knew somebody was. And I was like you. I thought it was going to be the SEC. Um, I do recall a mutual friend of ours uh, messaging both of us saying that uh, you and I were both – he didn't say you, he said I was. You just said it afterwards that we were crazy to think that they were going to exclude the SEC from uh, from the, from the uh, Final Four, which they didn't. And, uh, you know, look, here's what I'll say. Florida State has an excellent case. This is – and I agree that we've got – we finally got to a point where these – we've got an argument at the end of this. And there's nothing we can do about it. I'm with you. There's a part of me that understands exactly why uh, Florida State deserves to get in. But there's also a part of me that understands why the selection committee went the way that they went. Um, and I have to be honest with you. I do love that they put Florida State against Georgia in the bowl game. Uh, which will not be a part of the 14 national championship because, you know, Florida State can ultimately, if they win that bowl game, can have this argument from here until the end of time. And the only other time I remember the, the championship tournament in football having this sort of implica- implication was when UCF <laughs> was excluded the year that they were undefeated. And remember, they won their bowl game and gave themselves a national championship. Well, Florida State, I'm I'm suggesting maybe you do the same. Beat four, uh, beat Georgia, and then get your national championship. Um, the good news is for everybody that's upset next year. There's going to be 12 teams. Uh, I don't know how much people are going to be upset about number 13, 14, or 15. Maybe somebody will be. I don't know. But um, I'm just happy that there was actually something to talk about because I'm I'm being scouts honor. My hand to God, Brian, that's the first time I've ever even watched the college football playoff reveal show. Wow. That's the first time in the – because I was like, I know who it's going to be yeah, or I'm going to yeah. know who they're going to reveal. It's never had any drama in it whatsoever. And and as I said, like we've got a kid from New Bern who plays at Florida State. And I, I, I only saw his social media postings, but – I mean, I, I met, I'd admit, but Florida State did everything right. It's just unfortunate that, honestly, they got put in because their quarterback was injured yeah. and because they had two really kind of iffy showings in the games where they didn't have Jordan Travis. They started off bad against Florida, Florida and came back and won that game. And the Louisville game was – uh, was a snooze fest, to be honest with you. And but they were able to hold on to win that. Which again, that they did what they were supposed to do. Here's what I'll say, and let me ask you this, because I, I, and I'll answer at least my point. If this were put into a computer system with all the variables, I think it would have picked Florida State. Do you think the same? If it would have been a computer like the old BCS tabulation, well, if there was a non-emotional factor to this, do you think Florida State would have been selected? 
I absolutely do. Because I actually saw one yesterday that uh, it was a computer variation of it. And it had Michigan 1, Washington 2, Florida State 3. And that was just, like you said, no emotions, no injury concerns, nothing like that. The computer spit out that Florida State was the number three team in the nation. Okay, it's so much to unpack from what you said there. But I the two main I'm things. That, no, 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 no. I mean that in a good way. But number one, I'll get this out of the way. You know, uh, Paul and I went and saw a, a Central Florida game a couple of years. Was it not this past season, but I a remember. season ago. And nothing was more jarring than sitting in that stadium, which, by the way, was a pretty nice <laughs> stadium. I was pretty impressed with it, dude. But their big press box and whatever the year was, I think it was 2016, 2017. But 2017 national champions. You know, uh, just declared across the press box. I mean, that was what it was. But <laughs> that, that's number one, uh, unpacking what you said. But number two, okay, you want to talk about tough games. Do people remember the Alabama-Auburn game, the Iron Bowl, that was just a week ago or 10 days ago, 11 days ago or they whatever? Do. Dude, by all rights, Alabama should have lost that game, Okay. They should yeah. have lost that game. I mean, the only reason they even won the game was just a miracle play there at the very end where the defensive back just lost his memory for a second and didn't, you know, anyway, Alabama should have lost that game. They would have had two losses and none of this. But this is what bothers me. Well, you know, Florida State coming down the stretch, you know, and I'm not that I'm mocking your voice there, Mark, but Florida State coming down the stretch and having a couple of tough games. What about Alabama having a tough game? You know, I yeah. mean, I, dude, I am so heartbroken. I am so just gotten away with it. Listen, uh, Jason Bryant uh, jumped in here and said, da 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 da. Well, he asked about, did. did with Jordan Travis, a Heisman Trophy candidate, getting injured, do you? I'm going to ask you this, I guess. Do you believe Florida State was still one of the best four teams in the country? I'm answering that yes. I absolutely think he was. Uh, I think Florida State was one of the four best. And then he said, don't get a twist. My heart breaks for, for Florida State. He thinks they have one of the best defenses in the country, but offensively, he didn't think they would have scored 10 points against any team in the CFP. I don't even know about that. You don't know till they take the field. That's why they play. And we'll never know now. We'll never know. And I, I just think it was a travesty, dude. I mean, you've got well, two 12 and one. Let me finish. You got two 12 and one teams in there. And yet you've got a 13 and 0 team, one of your power five conferences, and they're not going to have a chance to show what they can do. I, I am, I don't know, dude. It just, it hurts my faith in the whole process, Mark. And I mean that, that you tell these kids, Hey, you work your asses off. You play hard. You finish undefeated, you win your conference, you will, especially the ACC, allegedly, you know, one of the big five conferences in the country, you will be in the, you'll have a chance to play for a national championship. All of that is thrown aside. I mean, Texas had a bad loss to Oklahoma. Alabama lost to Texas. You should have the perfect team or the <laughs> undefeated team from a power five conference in there. That is my feeling. Agree or disagree, Mark Panicelli? Um, I mean, I want to agree. I want to agree in theory. The problem is, this is the model we've got. And if you actually read the rules, it's set up to tell you that they can basically do whatever. They, they have a list of suggested criteria for the four teams that they want to select. But none of them are mandatory. 
you don't have to be a conference champion. You don't have to be undefeated. Um, and yes, you're right. Texas's one loss was what could have happened to Alabama, essentially. They lost on the last day of the game to their rival, Oklahoma. Um, and so that was a close loss, but it was a loss. And Florida State did not suffer any of those. And you and I used to say, this is the, this is the part where I, this is why sports is awesome. Huh. Can we just take a minute for a minute and step back and say sports is awesome? Because sports is so amazing that I am hearing from Brian Hanks, Brian C. Hanks, <laughs> the Brian C. Hanks, that I know. I know Brian Hanks. I don't know him like Linda knows him, and I don't want to know him like that. <laughs> but I know him very much so, and I know that I cannot believe in the, on this Monday that I would be greeted by a man who is sitting here going, oh, whoa, is Florida State. Oh, I hate whoa, yeah, that. Isn't that sad? I said, no, no, yes. no, wait, wait, wait. That part is funny to me because your personal feelings is Florida State. But even more so that you and I used to joke and say, what if it was North Carolina or NC State that won? If we used to say that, right, if North Carolina goes undefeated and they're the ACC champion, would they be one of the four teams selected in this situation? And you know what the answer would be? No, they would not be selected. They would take Alabama over North Carolina. They would. But we would think, not Florida State. They have a resume. They've won national championships. How can Florida State? They can't say nobody would show up if Florida State was the team. They're dragging 70,000 people with them most anywhere they go. So that's what's even more bizarre about this is that Florida State is the woe is me team. What crazy world am I living in where not only are they the woe is me team, but that Brian Hanks is actually at the front of the picket line going, free Florida State from the prison of the bowl game. God bless sports. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I do, man. You're spot on. Well, give me predictions then, dude. Uh, so, <laughs> not, and, and I know we've got a long, what, it's today, it's December 4th. We've got almost a month until these games are played. How, how do you see it shaking out, uh, the CFP? Let me ask you a question. Oh, I love There's what I'm getting what... asked a question by Mark Vanicelli. <laughs> no, no, okay. So, you, do you, know, you know the personal inner workings of my life. <laughs> and I actually um, – have rooted for Texas over the years. And I've discovered that, I mean, you know, I'm not like a diehard, you know, hook them. You know, I do have some Texas stuff. Um, but I, you know, again, that being said, my girlfriend hates Texas, hates wow. the Texas Longhorn. And you know who she loves? Oh, she's a the Bama Alabama fan. Crimson. Yeah. She loves it. So that game earlier this year was not one of her favorite moment and I could think what will happen if there's a sequel to this and Texas and I were to say you know say no I'm going all in on Texas here and and they were to beat Alabama what what do you think the chances of me surviving <laughs> till February would be I don't know uh, I, I I'll seriousness I, I don't know but I'm just presenting that to you thinking that this is going to be a really interesting month I think the Texas-Washington game, don't sleep on that because a lot, a lot of people are thinking like maybe Washington is this kind of underdog team, who is really the Pac-12. 
they beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl last year, 27-20. to 20. That was the last game of the season for both of those teams last year, so this will be a rematch of that postseason game. Then you've got Michigan-Alabama, which is a absolute blockbuster semifinal. You've got Harbaugh versus Saban. And, um, you know, gosh, I mean, all the national championships, those two schools have won. Um, believe it or not, we actually have uh, a final four of schools that have all won national championships. So uh, that's bizarre in itself. So the rich get richer, right? And the teams that got left out directly are, are national championship teams. It's the, it's the same old thing. I, I'm excited for it. The Michigan-Alabama game, I, I think it's so close to call. I don't know if the lines have come out yet. Um, but I would bet you that one could be close. But I think the other game is going to be great, too. This could be a really good um, playoff because I think, honestly, some of these games have been blowouts. You know, we've had the uh, – I mean, you better be glad Notre Dame wasn't hanging around somewhere around seven. Somehow oh, they'd have leapfrog God. everybody into second place. Yes. And that would have been oh. – they wouldn't even have played and they would have left in the second place. So there've been some bad matchups and some bad games and a bunch of blowouts. I, and remember last year was, was the TCU national championship. Remember that? That was absolutely horrendous. Uh, I think we could get some really good games this year. Um, my early prediction and I'm just saying I may just want this to happen for my own, you know, punishment. I don't know why I would even want this to happen. I think this would be bad for me. But an Alabama-Texas rematch, which, again, would verify them leaping over uh, – for because, again, it, what if Alabama and Texas both lose in the semifinals and Florida State beats Georgia? Now, that right wow. there is going to be wow. the ultimate Florida State. Y'all made a big mistake you know, <laughs> by leaving us out. So, I, I am – Again, it's it's so good, you know, that we're talking about this. I mean, because we could have just said, oh, hey, those are the four teams, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> NC State's in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Bowl. I know it's Mr. Clement sent me something yesterday, and I love, I, love a, I love a tasty Pop-Tart, man. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? Um, Man, I have – you ever eat something so much that you one day you're in halfway through eating one and you said, this is it, this is my last Pop-Tart? Um, I believe blasphemy. it was a – Blasphemy. I, it was a chocolate fudge Pop-Tart. And I was a, like, I'm no, a frosted strawberry guy myself, okay? Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't eaten one in a while. Okay. Uh, well, I, I haven't eaten any. My, my cupboard's full of them. Okay. I mean, I am a dedicated. Uh, I, Are I, you I, a Duke's Mayo guy or a Hellman's Mayo? I'm Hellman's. The, the hey, don't get it twisted. I like Duke's. I mean, it is what it is. It's a it's a fine nit uh, type mayonnaise. There's no problem with that. But dude, I'm a Hellman's guy, dude. My my refrigerator and my cupboard's full of Hellman's, dude. I mean, that is. Uh, that's well, you best. bring out the Hellman. The I'm, Hellman's, and you bring out the what? <laughs> the best. I love That's it. Right there, you go. Hey, I, we literally we're already into the second hour, and I've got a Shanti Lynch stand. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. No, I appreciate it. again. You seeded some of your time uh, so we could talk to uh, Coach Davis. Uh, but I, I do have to say this: we've got to get 
a minute of NFL talking here, and we did it, didn't we? All we got to do is brag on a team and call them the best, which we've now done, <laughs> what, six or seven? Seriously, if people don't know and they're yeah. just joining us, we have now done this, I think, literally, for the sixth time this year. Last week, we declared Philadelphia. They are the best NFL team. Nobody's going to beat them. They can go. They're going to go all the way. And uh, and then San Francisco rolls in there and 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 and, and smacks their helmets off. I mean, that was uh, I was not ready for that. I did not think that was going to happen. I guess I, we're not going to have a chance to talk about anybody else. But just real quick, your thoughts on that just blowout win that the 49ers had in Philly yesterday? Yeah, it was nasty. It was nasty. Um, and the Niners are the best team in football. The Niners and the Ravens. You hear that, Paul? <laughs> the, the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. So and annoying oh, them is the Lord. greatest to, to ever do it ever. Uh, um, I, I, I look. I'm with you. I don't know. We just we keep we keep putting someone at the top, and they just keep getting knocked off. Well, we've done it with the Niners. But, Remember, they started five and zero, and yeah. you and I both declared. You know what? There may be a chance that the Niners go undefeated this year. And then what did they do? <laughs> yeah. They lost three in a row after we said that, Mark. So, uh, yeah, to, to like Cleveland and, uh, yeah. and a bunch of teams like that. Denver? Yeah. Didn't they lose to Denver? I think so. Yeah. Cleveland, Good Denver. God. Yeah. So, hey, here we go. Uh, I wish I had a drum roll here, Mark Panicelli, but the San Francisco 49ers will not get beat again this year. They are the best team in the NFL. Do you second that? Yep, I second that. 49ers. <laughs> 49ers, gang. I love it. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much, buddy. And uh, I will talk to you Wednesday on the home and home on 252 ESPN, dude. Yes, uh, thank you so much. And uh, and thought, and prayers to, to, to Coach Hampton and, and, and his and uh, everybody that, that, uh, that's mourning his loss today. Thank you so much, sir. That's Mark Panicelli from uh, 252 ESPN. Coming up here in just a few moments, Ashanti Lynch from UMES and Todd Morgan.